0: Style wrestling podcast. I am your host Paul Martinez We are back with our follow-up To the New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 10 show With the very next day was New Year's Dash 2016 Which of course the next day being January 5th of 2016 And uh, if you weren't with me uh, the last time we talked about about New Year's Dash Was our very first episode of Strong Style Podcast And uh, it's basically For those who are not familiar um, New Japan does not really have A weekly TV show Like uh, Raw, TNA, or Ring of Honor Even Lucha Underground What have you um, They just basically They have a show I think they showed some highlights From house show matches And then they have Their big house shows Every month And uh, so they don't really have a weekly show to kind of move forth storylines and what have you. So it's a little different the way they run things. So this is kind of their version of the Raw after WrestleMania. You know, I'm sure if you guys are wrestling fans, you've seen WrestleMania, of course. And I'm sure if you're wrestling fans, you know that usually the next day, After WrestleMania is uh, Monday Night Raw, and it's usually a huge show. A lot of effort goes into that show, and usually there's a lot of surprises, and new storylines, and what have you. It's usually a very newsworthy show. Uh, New Year's Dash is kind of their version of that. It's usually not as newsworthy as that Monday Night Raw, but there is usually some things... Uh, that are brought out uh maybe new feuds and new angles and what have you and, uh new characters sometimes are introduced and so it's a pretty prominent show for the coming year uh, of New Japan Pro wrestling. last year we didn't see too much shock or surprises this year was a little different. there was some stuff that happened. you guys probably have heard about it already. it's been all over social media but For those who haven't heard, I will not spoil it until it's time. So let's get right into the show. Our opening match, Yuji Nagata, Maribu Nakanishi, Ryusuke Taguchi, Sho Tanaka, and Shiro Koshinaka. They face the team of Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Yohai Kamatsu, the 60, I believe it's 9-year-old Fujiwara, and Cheeseburger of Ring of Honor fame. The, um, you know, I didn't get an exact weight on him. For some reason, I think they said he was like 140 pounds, if that's even possible. Uh, literally the skinniest man you'll ever see in a wrestling ring. But he's loved by the Japanese fans. Fujiwara winds up starting off the match, giving Tanaka a lesson in wrestling arm submissions, which I thought was pretty cool, um... Like I said, Fujiwara is definitely uh, in his 60s. I'm thinking 69. It might be a little less, but he's definitely in his 60s. And I can't say that he doesn't look it, but he doesn't wrestle like it. I mean, the guy was like, he looked like he could go still. Um, Probably not for long periods of time at his age. I'm sure his uh, cardio must not be up to par, but he could still throw on a couple of beautiful arm submissions as he showed here. There's a lot of comedy stuff involving Cheeseburger, as I said, the fans love, and so that all got over. And after, then it just kind of gets a lot of bumping around. You know, everybody comes in and takes bumps. In the end, Taguchi pins uh, Kamatsu after that face plant of his. Two stars, really more for the comedic aspect. Um, really, the Cheeseburger stuff is really what made this match worth watching. Outside of that, wasn't much at all. Our next match, Ricochet and Matt Seidel versus the team of David Finley and Jay White. Of course, those are two of the young boys. Uh, Finley has become really good. I mean, really good. When he first came, he was kind of just there, nondescript, vanilla, if you will. And uh, he has really uh, just taken off. Um, you know, If I was a young guy trying to make it in this business, there's no place I'd rather go. Than the New Japan Dojo. Um, that's, they just do incredible work. All these four, there's four of them now. And all four of these guys are just, just incredible workers. Uh, the fans really love Ricochet. I have to say Jay White, who's probably, I would say probably fourth among the young boys right now. As far as, you know, if you put him in a pecking order. He's still extremely sound. Uh, much better than many of the guys you see on TV every week. And uh, he wrestled a good match here. Um, as well as Finley, who was tremendous in this match. As uh, for Sidel and Ricochet, they work really well together. I'd love to see them versus the Young Bucks in a one-on-one match. I think that would be really fun to watch. As for this match, as I said, it was just really surprisingly good. These Young Boys got a lot of offense in. Uh, but in the end, both White and Finley are down, and Ricochet and Sidel hit perfectly timed Dual shooting star presses on each man for the win. Two and a half stars. This is much better than I expected. Um, it's actually a shame, really, that these guys are basically jobbers right now. When I talk about guys like White, Finley, and uh, Komatsu, who jobbed in the first match. They're so much better than jobbers. But, you know, it's all about paying your dudes in New Japan, and that's what they're doing. Going to a third match, and it's Jay Leto. Uh, this is a non-title Of course he is the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion He has a non-title match Here against Juice Robinson Of course the former CJ Parker From NXT fame This is really the best I have seen Juice in his career He wrestled a very serious match He didn't do a lot of that dancing Around he's been doing to the Kingdom to Japan Which I really didn't like um, He just wrestled a hard nose match and uh, he controlled really most of this match. It's tooth Martini got involved. And uh, then a flying cutter. Followed by the lethal injection. And Jay wins this one. Uh, two stars. It's an okay match. Kind of quick. But I have to give credit. Juice really worked hard here. And I'm hoping that we're starting to see him start that upward curve that we see many of the young boys having. Our next match was Yujiro Takahashi, Tamatanga, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and King Haku, all representing Bullet Club, as they faced a the team of Tenkoji, which of course is uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima, Kushida, who was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion as of the uh, day before, and the newly crowned Tag team champions Togi Makabe and Tomo Akihama. Um, coming into this, I was guessing this was the swan song for Anderson and Gallows, as the rumors are that they, along with AJ and Nakamura, have signed with WWE. I actually found out after watching the show the signings are not official yet. They're still, you know, pretty much a done deal from what we're hearing. But the contracts have not been signed, you just never know, but could fall through the cracks at the last minute. So, we'll see what happens. That's what match, matters, really not much to tell about this match. Kushida looked really good, no surprise. Tamatanga was also pretty good. Uh, in the end, it's Hanma who blocks a number of gun stuns from Carl. He tries a torpedo Koketchi, but Ennis counters, gets the gun stun in midair. Gallows gets in, they hit Magic Killer. And uh, that's it. One, two, three. It's over. Two and a half stars. A little better than I expected. Haku looked pretty good, all things considered. Uh, really surprised to see Gallows and Anderson get a win here. Unless, as I said, their departure is maybe not immediate. Uh, maybe this is a setup for a rematch in February. It is the next big pay-per-view. And maybe there's going to be a rematch for the titles on that match. And that will be their swan song. Not sure. We'll have to see what goes. I just really thought, really surprised. I should say to see Gallows and Anderson. You know, they so much said it was the Bullet Club that won, but it was Gallows and Anderson who uh, used their finisher considering their leaving. So I thought that was a bit surprising. Our next match, uh six-man action. You now we have Moscow Dorada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Big Michael Elgin against and. Uh, Forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Los Ingobernables. Of course, that is the new heel faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling, with the leader Tetsuya Naito, along with his partner's evil (laughs) great name. His other partner, Tetsuya, is is Bushi. Uh, Bushi, who's wrestled in CMLL for a while now, and now has just moved on to New Japan, and this is the new team here of Los Ingobernables, which, from my understanding, means the ungovernables. So it kind of makes them, I guess, like they're rebels. They, uh, they will not listen to the way things are supposed to be done, that type of deal. The way, with my limited Spanish, I understand uh, the gimmick to be. The bad guys here, the heel team of Los Ingobernables. I swear if I'm getting this wrong, I'm going to be mad. I said it about three times. Um, they sort of early breaking rules and putting the face team on the run. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is the good face team. They're facing here. Three really guys that I really like. And they make their comeback. Elgin, who is starring the rival Hanma in popularity, gets on a nice row and kind of brings it back. Dorado winds up getting in against his rival Bushi. He goes for a moonsault, but Boosie gets his feet up right into the jaw of Dorada's nice spot. He gets a near fall as Evil and Naito get rid of Tanahashi and Elgin. Dorada then counters a top rope dive, but the referee gets slightly bumped, and Boosie spins red mist into Dorada's eyes. He follows that with a low blow and a flying code breaker. One, two, three. And The team of Naito, Evil, and Bushi win Uh, three stars. This was a pretty good match. Uh, Elgin and Evil, I thought, really looked good in this match. Um, I mean, nobody looked bad, but uh, those two really uh, looked very strong. After the match, a lot of stuff happening here. Uh, Bushi unmasked Dorada. Then the trio start to beat him down as a... Elgin and ta are still laid out. In comes Kushida for the save. But he gets some green mist courtesy of Bushi. They begin to stomp away at him too. Then Bushi gets a mic. Challenges Kushida for the IWGP World Junior Heavyweight title. Then hits him with a flying co-breaker as well. This was well done. And I'm really looking forward to that match. I haven't seen a lot of Bushi. But what I saw here in this match um, impressed me. So I really want to see more of him. I love Kushida right now. And uh, it's really, as I have been saying, if you've been following the podcast, it's one of my biggest complaints about New Japan is the junior division has grown increasingly stale. And uh, Bushi's a new guy. And I'm really happy. Uh, Kushida Bushi, match we haven't seen. It's something new for the new year. And I'm very excited about that. As I said, I really want to see... There's a little more variety in that junior division. Our next match, um, as we're just flying through them here, AJ Styles and Kenny Omega of Bullet Club face the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura and his partner, fellow Chaos stablemate Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi, by the way, conspicuously. Um, uh, absent on Wrestle Kingdom on the main card anyway, he was part of that the Rumble match you know, in the in the uh, pre show. But um, I think Yoshihashi's a pretty good worker, and uh, I was a little I'm not gonna say annoyed is not the word to use, but I was a little surprised they make the main card. I think he's a little better than he's given credit for. I much rather have seen him on the card than seeing uh, Yujiro Takahashi. That's for sure. As for the match, you know, I have very mixed feelings watching this match. You know, still upset over, you know, what it looks like to be the possible defection of two of the best reasons to watch New Japan. That, of course, being AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. I, I love both these guys. You love wrestling. I mean, the art. There's, I keep saying this, there's two different types of wrestling fans. There's wrestling fans that love WWE and think it's awesome and all that. It's like that entertainment, whatever, silliness, campiness. And that's great. If that's what you love, that's what you love. I'm not going to knock anybody. It's not my cup of tea. I love, I'm a little more old school. I'm a little older. And I I love the in-ring action. I love guys like Flair. I love guys, you know, uh, like a great Buddha also known as Kaiji Muto in New Japan who was just one of the greatest workers you ever saw um I loved the guys like Dynamite Kid in his prime oh my god Chris Benoit you know I mean these guys just knew how to wrestle matches and those are the guys I always really like don't get me wrong I like some of the flashy guys too I mean I I liked Jimmy Snooker I, I loved Jimmy Snooker um Randy Savage, but to me, Randy Savage is such an underrated performer. I thought he was a great worker. But, um, you know, so I like some of the flash too and some of the comedy and all that's fun. But if you really put a gun to my head, I'd much rather watch great in-ring action than 20-minute promos that make no sense. Or, you know, backstage segments that are just overly silly. Don't get me wrong, you could throw one or two on a show. Lightens the mood, but when it's overdone, like TNA used to do, it just really turns me off. So enough about talking about that stuff. I just, you know, want to get back to my whole point is that, you know, AJ Styles and Nakamura are two of the greatest in talents. And they both have like amazing charisma as well. And they are big losses for New Japan. I'd like to say big gains for WWE, but I don't know how they're going to use them. I mean, some people say, oh, you're crazy. But am I crazy to think that Nakamura's gonna go in and start jobbing the Sheamus and we're gonna see AJ Styles play a role as the Mrs. Lackey or something like I'm sorry I can't say that that's impossible I look at what WWE's done in their storylines in the past I'm not really up to date on what's going on today but I try every now and then to just you know listen to maybe Dave Beltzer or Uh, somebody like that as to see what's going on in the current product. And from what I hear, it's just gotten worse and worse. So I don't have any um, confidence that they're going to know how to use guys like this. I just don't. Uh, I I, I hope they do. I hope that one day there's a Brock Lesnar, Nakamura main event at WrestleMania, man. I'll, I'll pay to see that, but you know, or AJ versus, you know, you know, uh, A.J. Daniel Bryan if he ever comes back match. Wow. Who wouldn't want to see that? That was just incredible. But I don't have any confidence in WWE. We'll see what happens and uh, where they go. So back to the match. I'm sorry about that. I got a little off track. As I said, I'm a little still upset about this uh, this whole thing. Yoshi Yoshihashi kind of wrestled really the whole match early on as he sells for A.J. and Omega. Finally, he makes the hot tag. Nakamura comes in with some babyface tire and takes it to the Bullet Club. I kind of noticed there was some tape on the lower back of Nakamura. This could explain his limited participation um, until now. Uh, He might have came out of that match, not surprising, uh, a little banged up. And uh, maybe that's why he was taking it a little easy today. His back might have been acting up, and that's why uh, he didn't wrestle for a while here. But uh, once he got in, it did get pretty crazy. Uh, things get wild. Yoshi accidentally clotheslines Nakamura. Omega then hits two fierce Boma of his own. Covers for two. Uh, Nakamura tries to come back, but Styles catches him with a flying Pele kick. Then Kenny hits the reverse Frankensteiner, which just looked It just looked sick Uh, Nakamura looked like he landed right on his head Uh, Kenny Omega moves right in Quickly gets him up Hits the one winged angel three! Wow, that is a huge win for Kenny Omega After losing the junior heavyweight championship The night before He pins the intercontinental champion tonight I gave this match 3.5 stars Really Omega was the star He's wrestled another great match. His, he's another guy. He's got a lot of charisma, and a lot of people don't like some of his antics and his. I, I, I've heard the word used "spastic." I guess that's kind of accurate. Uh, his spastic uh, movements and uh, mannerisms in the ring. But when you come right down to it, the guy is a great, great worker. I mean, you got to look past some of that stuff. And just watch him, like the way he executes moves, his psychology, his selling. The guy's a great worker. Uh, after the match, we get uh, Omega and AJ are both looking to go up to the corners and you know play to the crowd. And AJ gets up there, but Omega kind of stops, walks over to AJ, goes underneath him. And delivers a one-winged angel on AJ Styles. The rest of Bullet Club come in the ring. Uh, you know, We got uh, Gallows and Anderson. And Cody Hall looking after a downed AJ. While the Bucks are trying to uh, calm down Kenny Omega. Uh, nobody understands what's going on here. Uh, Omega says he's fine. He's okay. He stands up. And then he... And the Young Bucks hit a triple super kick on AJ Styles just as he got up. Uh, Anderson, Gallows, and Hall are not happy and get in their face. And basically what happens is Kenny tells them they got to make a choice. Raises the to 2 sweet sign. They stop for a minute, stare at him. Then they return to 2 sweet, And then they just destroy AJ Styles. Anderson uh, def, uh, was one that really uh, just gets down and starts laying into him. Uh, complete taking a part of AJ Styles here. Omega gets a mic. He says this was all due to AJ is basically hogging all the glory and the pay-per-view main events and the big matches. Meanwhile, Kenny has to starve himself so that he can wrestle in the junior division. And um, he says he's not a junior. He's not going to wrestle anymore. He's going to wrestle in the main division. And he wants Nakamura. Then they leave the ring. But Omega and the Bucks stop. Run back in as Omega gives AJ a Styles class. Coupled with a couple of super kicks to the ribs of AJ. And uh, the crowd is just like furious. They are chanting AJ Styles uh, throughout this. A.J. fights to his feet, um, as everyone leaves, and, uh, he gives the crowd a series of bows, it was a fitting goodbye as the crowd chants his name, and, you know, you knew this was coming, you you know, of of the four, I've heard A.J. is, was the closest to, to signing, and it's probably signed by the time you hear this podcast, um, so, you know, this was most probably his final goodbye here, and it was a fitting goodbye, um. I thought it was a bit contrived in a way, but they did the best they could on short notice, I guess, because from what I understand, New Japan, Booker Gato, didn't learn of AJ's defection until the morning of the show. And so you had to come up with something on the quick. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, they did the best they could. It's, I guess, plausible, Omega, you know. They're saying, you know, he couldn't fight in the main big matches because AJ was in all of them. So, he had to wrestle with a junior, even though he's not really a junior. And so, you know, that that's, I still understand why I turn on AJ. I thought maybe they would have said something as he's getting soft uh, because of giving Nakamura um, the fist pound last night after the match, something like that. But, I mean, it was good. It's okay. It was a good angle. I really like the way they destroyed AJ. Not that I liked that he destroyed AJ, but I, I thought it was a good way to really write him out of the group. Okay, we spent a lot of time on that match, so let's try to speed this up here. Our next match is Katsuyori Shibata, Hiroki Goto, and Red Dragon versus Roppongi Vice, Ishii, and the heavyweight champ, Kajusuka Okada. Um, let's be honest, there wasn't much to say about this match, um, that doesn't mean it was bad, just it was what it was, Okada really didn't do much here at all, but I kind of expected that, you know, a lot of the guys from the big matches don't do much in New Year's Dash, in the end, Godot winds up hitting Beretta with the over the knee neck breaker, then applies his cedar on-bar submission and Trent submits, you No, know, it was three stars, it was a good solid match. It's really another way to get Goto over as the top contender to Okada. As after the match, Goto challenges Okada for the heavyweight title. It should be a great match. Uh, Goto, if you remember, defeated Okada in the G1 in a spectacular match, and so uh, you know we'll see a rematch of that match, and I expect it to be great. Now, Goto fighting for the world championship. I've heard many people talk about this, that, you know, he's failed so many times winning the world title that he's really, no one's going to buy him as champ. And I really don't think Okada is going to finally uh, get that huge victory over Tanahashi just to drop the match a month later. So I don't think Goto is getting it done this time either. Then we get our main event, and it was a strange main event, I thought, but it was the only title match on the show, so I guess that's why. Toruiano and the Briscoes defend the Never Open Weight Six-Man Championships versus the team of the Young Bucks and Bad Luck Valet, of course, of Bullet Club. The Bucks coming in were already junior tag champs, so I didn't really see this going their way. But the club gets Yano down and they work him over for a good part of the match. Once again, like at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, the Briscoes are great workers. And I really feel they don't get much ring time in these matches. Um, not that I'm the biggest Briscoe fan. I'm not. But I recognize, you know, them as very good workers. And I'm just surprise so surprised that they did a more to help them get over with the Japanese crowd. Um, really good fight. Uh, But it really looks like the champs got it. They set up Matt for Doomsday Device. Uh, The Briscoes do. They hit it. But Matt lands on his feet. Then there's a super kick party on the Briscoes. Young Bucks get a near fall on Jay. But uh, uh, Jay cuts him off. Hits the Jay Driller on Matt. Mark hits the Froggy Bow. And they retain the six-man titles. Three stars. Not great, but it was it was good. It was very, I would even say it was a very good match. Uh, once the Briscoes and everything at the end, it, I mean, the Young Bucks don't know how to have a bad match. Let's just be honest. I don't care. I, I, I've heard that some people don't like the Young Bucks. I don't know what in the world you could not like about the Young Bucks. They are just fantastic. So to me, they could never have a bad match. And so this was a very, very good match. I just didn't feel... Like it was a main event. You know what I mean? It just wasn't main event worthy. But still a good match. Overall, not the best show. It's the Same thing I said last year. This is usually the weakest of their big shows. It's really about setting up angles. And what was set up was Okada versus Godo. Omega now taking the reins of Bullet Club. And now from what I'm hearing, they may not be called Bullet Club anymore. We'll keep track of that. i find out if this is true. Word is I'm hearing... They are going to be called the Elite. And not Bullet Club. Um, Does this mean that Bullet Club name is going to WWE? I don't know. I've heard that rumor also. I kind of don't see WWE being all PG. And using Bullet Club as a stable name. But we'll see. And uh, on top of Omega taking the reins of the group. He will be challenging Nakamura next. We also saw Bushi make a huge statement. As he goes after Kushida's. Newly won junior title, and then, of course, the end of AJ Styles. Uh, Styles I should say he's not stale at all, guys. Uh, the end of AJ Styles as the Bullet Club front man and most probably a New Japan regular. Um, good stuff. Now, uh, we will be back soon. As you remember, Lucha Underground is returning in uh, about three weeks, and we will definitely be talking about that. So, uh, until that time, I want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, uh, come back soon. Bye-bye.